I'm trying to sleep in. This is actually me sleeping in right now. I let my son this morning just go to town on the iPad so I could grab a little extra time, which I know is not doctor recommended, but you got to do what you got to do. And honestly, sometimes it's not the time, it's what he watches. YouTube is just a whole new world. I'm not saying I watch great things as a kid, but oh my God, Blippy, Blippy. Blippy's like this hipster clown guy that just goes into places and has experiences. It's kind of wild. How does he do it? He just walks into an ice rink and somehow convinces him that he can drive their Zamboni. Like, don't you need a special license for that? There's an episode where they let him put out a real fire with a fire hose. Is this what being a white man is like? You can not be a great actor, bad at dancing, bad at making videos, but you still make like $10 million a year on YouTube. He's a role model. I hope my kid grows up to be blippy. Let's do this. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It used to be chill. It's all up in smoke. I think it's still fun. Panting's a joke. I was cool. Hey everybody, it's Ophira Eisenberg. This is Parenting is a Joke, where I bring together creative people and ask them how the fuck they do it. You know, how do they have a career that is so involved and have kids thrown in the mix? How do they do it? Today, I'll be talking to Chuck Bryant about his long-running podcast, Adoption, and forcing his daughter to watch Goonies. I never read any parenting books. Neither one of us did. And it's worked out. I mean, we're sort of free-rangey in that we're a little lazy. (laughs) But before I bring on Chuck, I want to talk to you about being an older parent. Chuck and I talk about this a bit. I just want to underscore that my feelings on being an older mom are complex. I can't believe I had a kid at all. 
And it was the perfect time. It couldn't have happened any other time. In my 20s, I was just drinking and smoking and partying. In my 30s, guess what? Too busy drinking, smoking, and partying. It's the truth. I slept around a lot. The fact that I actually only got pregnant not that long ago is a goddamn miracle. And that is the greatest thing about being an older mom. Not feeling like you're missing out on anything. Because I've partied. I've hung out. I've stayed up late. You know what my favorite night out is right now? When I make a plan with a friend and then an hour before we're supposed to meet, they text or call and cancel. Oh, amazing. The best. You get all the credit of being cool, but you don't actually have to leave the house. But then there is the other side of it, which is this psychological aspect of being an older mom. And for me, it is a it's a work in progress. I remember this moment right before my son could read. We got gifted this set of playing cards. Many people have this set. They're little travel decks of playing cards for different games. Like there's one for Crazy Eights. There's one for Go Fish. There's a matching game. And then there is Old Maid. Old Maid. What the fuck? Okay, everything you need to know about how society views women is summed up in the game Old Maid. How does this still exist? It's from the Victorian era. Okay, and whatever, that reinforced the ideas at the time that, of course, what was the most undesirable thing? A older woman, childless and single, right? And if you forget how the game is played, Old Maid, you just try to make pairs, three of a kind, and then whoever ends up with the Old Maid card at the end loses. So nice. How has this game not been canceled? Or just update it. How about that? Just change the name to something else that you don't want to have. Call it Messy Roommate. Call it Crypto Enthusiast. Call it Elon Musk. I don't know. Or you know what? Just stay the course of blatant sexism and call it Career Woman or Woman Who Says Her Body, Her Choice. And then leave that poor girl alone to play solitaire in peace. But no, it's just old maid sold to children. I got pregnant at 43. You might say, oh, young for a New York mom. And I know those people are out there. But that's kind of cute talk because when I go to school drop-off or pickup, I look at the moms. You know, they say they're exhausted, but their skin looks glowy and snaps back. They have angst. It hasn't crossed over into defeat. And when we talk, I am afraid to kind of admit how old I am. I hide it. I I try to dumb down my history and my memories and, oh my goodness, my pop culture references. Like, I don't tell them that I remember when Elmo was introduced on Sesame Street. And you know what? I didn't like him. Okay, I was like, that one's never going to last. I don't tell them that I owned every single piece of 90s fashion that they are currently sporting. And I hide all of this because I feel bad. And I wonder if my son notices that I'm older. I don't want him to be anxious about it because I am and I was. My mom was an older mom. She had me at 42, but I was the sixth kid. So it's a little bit different. You know, in hindsight, she had superhuman energy and also wasn't as strict on me as she was with my older siblings. So I actually profited from her being an older mom. But here I am now, 
sitting with my son on the living room floor. And he has the old maid deck in his hands and he's rifling through the cards. He's found the only interesting card. Uh, It's got an image of a woman on it uh, with brown hair wearing a sunshine yellow dress. And he holds it up to me and goes, Mom, Mom, look, she looks just like you. Awesome. And then he says, what is this game called? And I say, well, I mutter, truly, old maid. And he doesn't quite hear me. He's staring at that card and he goes, gold maid? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) sure. That's what it's called, gold maid. And he's like, how is it played? I'm trying to like now change the rules of the game very quickly. And so I just start saying, "Um, well, let me see. You know, we, we... deal out the cards and you have to make pairs or three of a kind and then whoever ends up with that card at the end of the game and my son goes "Ah, wins and I'm like yeah yeah that's it (laughs) whoever ends up with the gold made card in their hand at the very end wins trust me that was a great moment but I would be lying if I did not say that I'm still riddled with guilt. But you know what? That's life. That's what keeps me going. It's my fuel. Speaking of guilt, uh, I also work a lot. Yay! So many things to be guilty about. I demand to have a career and a life as a woman. How dare I? Luckily, I threw some of my guilt on expert Dr. Emily Oster, professor at Brown University, author of three parenting books, and she joins me again in a segment we're calling No Judgment with Emily Oster. What is the data out there with both parents working? How are the kids doing? Are they okay? (laughs) The kids are okay is the short answer. Um, It's actually a pretty hard question to answer because the choices that lead you to have two parents work are pretty in-depth. And so families where two parents work are on average in some ways different than families who don't. You know, they tend to be richer because both people are working, but there's also, you know, other features that are different. And so asking questions like, how is the school performance for kids in this group versus another group is just like very hard. Right. But I think when you look at all that data together, what you get out of it is like any effects in any direction are small. Could there be a little bit of a positive in one way, a little bit of a positive in another way? Maybe, but everything would be well within the rounding error of all of the other choices. We imbue so much weight to this decision because it is so much of your day, right? Because it is so much of what you're doing that it feels like something that like must be very consequential for your kids. I think the answer is like, it's kind of not, at least in these measured ways. What that means is that the decision about how much to work should be about what you want to do, which like never gets discussed, right? It's sort of like all of this stuff about like, what's best for my kid and how can I optimize their test scores and da, 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 da. And like, actually no one's like, hey, what's the optimal configuration of the adult work hours in your household? Like, what do you actually want to be doing? Do you want to be working in the way you are? We never ask that. I have to work a job because I have to, but I'm lucky because the job I am working, although it takes a huge amount of time, effort and hustle, is something that I chose. Sometimes I used to do this thing where I'm like, I'm going to hit 10 bedtimes a month because everyone told me, oh, you you have to be there at bedtime. But that's a terrible reason to do that. The reason to hit 10 bedtimes a month is if you think that that's what will make you happy. The idea that somebody said 10 bedtimes a month, like if if you you hit nine, your kid's a serial killer. If you hit 11, (laughs) they're coddled. 
You know, it's like 10 is the optimal number. Like, that's a terrible, first of all, not true. Ter- oh, terrible. But you should think about like, do like, are you happy with 10? Is, are you happy with eight? Like, you know, and different people have sort of different feelings about these parts of, of how they're interacting with their kids. And it's hard to listen to your kids about this is the other thing I would say. Like, they're always going to guilt. They see an opening and I think you can dial that down by just not listening too much. Like my kids, like when I go away, even though they're big, they'll be like, oh, you're gone for for two days. You didn't tell us. Even though like I told them 14 times, like including five minutes before. Oh, but it's just dad. Like, what are we even going to eat? I'm like, KFC. Food? KFC. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good. That That part's good. But everything else. <laughs> what are some bullshit data things that you have come across or have been thrown your way? So I would say the most recent thing is the claim that if you put a raw egg in a sock and you hang it in your baby's room, they will sleep better when they're teething. <laughs> okay, wait a second. A raw egg in a sock? Yeah, yeah put it in a sock. Mm-hmm. Hang it on the door, I think. I don't okay. know if it's specific to the door. This is from TikTok, so there may be different versions. Great. I love this. And you hang it on the door and then or somewhere, and then your baby will sleep better when they're teething. Wow. Yeah. I, I and what is it the egg Do you want me to unpack what's going yeah, on? Yeah, what I can't okay. even I can't even figure this one out. So there are some researchers who discovered that the membrane under an eggshell can absorb seven times its weight in carbon dioxide. Okay, the membrane under an eggshell is quite small, um very very thin. It's also true that uh, people tend to sleep better if the room has lower carbon dioxide, something which you can achieve by opening the window. The Not idea me. then was that the egg would absorb carbon dioxide, and that would be like, I guess, an alternative to opening the window. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You need a lot of eggs, actually, because the egg really, it really doesn't absorb very much. But if you had like 100 eggs in like a small room, you could be sort of getting in the direction of opening the window. I also, I don't know where the teething part has come from, actually, because when someone first mentioned this, I was sort of like, is the egg like like hard-boiled. So like right. if they get hungry, you know. They can go into a sock and grab an egg. Can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to unpack about different different ways that this could work out. That was Emily Oster. Sign up for her newsletter at parentdata.org. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. And now let's welcome our guest, He's the host of the podcast, Stuff You Should Know. Chuck Bryant joins me. Hello. You are joining us from, as you called it, your basement band room. And what's the name of the band? We do call ourselves El Chipo. All of our wives just call us the old man band. (laughs) But we just play cover songs and stuff. It's just fun. It's a hobby band. I like it. Yeah, it's fun. I, I will just start with being completely vulnerable and transparent. I was a terrible breastfeeder. Uh I had low supply. Is a nice thing that they say to you. Ah, yeah, thanks a lot. They say, you have low supply, and that's what I wanted my band to be called. Oh, that's good. Just a bunch of women. <laughs> low that's supply. a great name, yeah. Not bad, right? Uh-huh, I like it. So, of course, I should mention that you are a parent, Chuck. How old is your child, and what is their name? Uh, my daughter, Ruby, just turned seven. My kid is seven. Oh, cool. So we're in the same world, potentially, uh-huh. of oh, like sure. what they're what they're into. Yeah, I'm trying to nudge her toward the arts. And every time I see a soccer ball, I, I kick it in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are doing the exact opposite in our house because oh, my okay. husband... He's an editor for television and and some audio stuff and is a comic book creator and nerd. Uh I, of course, do stand up. So our son, we were like sports, sports or small appliance repair. That's like the grand plan. Uh But he uh, took a musical theater class and uh, now he wants to audition for the musical they're doing. And we are very upset about this. (laughs) I'm sorry. I think it's great. I know my daughter's (laughs) going to want to play soccer. And I love sports. I'm a big sports guy. But uh, I don't know. I think I'd rather see my daughter on stage. All right. (laughs) We'll see. You know how it works, though. She's going to do whatever she wants to do. I have no choice in the matter. What's your rule with uh, screen time or what she can watch? Well, boy, screen time. Those two words. She loves TV. We don't want to deprive her of that and be the kid who isn't aware of any of the, you know, the refs, the references going around kindergarten and first grade. <laughs> so we try <laughs> this to is balance a constant it out. Balance. Uh, so my husband's a huge, huge. I mean, our son's named Lucas. He's a huge okay. Star Wars fan. Let's see where that's going. He's yeah. <laughs> w- waiting for the moment that he feels it's appropriate to show uh, our kids Star Wars. We think it's too soon. Do you have any feeling on showing 
stuff that you love to your daughter at a certain age or waiting? Any movies? I know you're a big movie person. I yeah, think. big time. Um, we always have realized that she she kind of punches above her weight with movies. So when I'm looking up on the internet, like movies for a certain age group, like when she was six, I would look at movies for eight-year-olds. I would always go up two years and then we would make the decision. Uh, like she saw Beetlejuice, which was a little bit of a yeah edgier movie, I think. And she loved it. But then, you know, you do that thing as a parent where you want them to love the things that you loved. And so we we gave her Goonies <laughs> and uh, she just wasn't very interested. And that kind of broke our hearts a little bit. So you have to, you know, it's again, it's that balance of realizing that they're not going to love all the things you love. Based on all of this, I have a little game I would like to play with you to Great. start things off. Okay. Even though I say start things off, we're already in it. But this is the idea of the game. I am just going to describe the synopsis of a movie. Okay. And you just have to tell me if you would let your kid watch it or not, not knowing the title, just <laughs> the synopsis. Oh, this is fun. Great. Okay. So how about this one? An ex-con violates her parole by attempting to smuggle animals and lands herself back in prison after almost being baked to death in a cake oven. Yeah, I think she would enjoy that because she loves animals. Smuggling animals would be fun uh, for her to see. So, yes, I would let her watch that. Yeah, this one sounds okay. I mean, baked to death in a cake oven, you're already like, well, you know. Right. <laughs> so that's 102 Dalmatians. Okay, I think she probably saw that. How about this? A soldier returns from war just in time for his sister's extravagant wedding. However, he quickly learns the family business is in trouble, and he's the only one who can save it. Is that the Godfather? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'd let her see that. She's been to weddings. She loves weddings. Okay, it is the Godfather. You nailed it. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. It's probably not very interesting for a kid. Slow. There's it's slow and slow parts. That decapitated horse head was real. That that would be very traumatic. That's the other <laughs> things are, you know, we finally saw E.T. and my wife was like, when should we let her see E.T.? I said, well, when do you want to break her in half emotionally? <laughs> exactly. And then we'll we'll do it. And we felt like doing that one night. So we did it. And she loved it. And it was sad. <laughs> but I think I think my wife was crying, crying more than my daughter was, to be honest. All right. I got a few more for you. All right. Two middle-aged men attack an abandoned child and pay the price when they are burned, frozen, maimed, <laughs> and beaten. Uh, she has already seen Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she loved Home Alone because that's one of oh, those really? great ones where the kids, anytime the kids are getting uh, getting one over on the adults, yeah. it's a fun ride. <laughs> okay, here's your last one. Our young protagonist is kidnapped, mm -hmm. enslaved, forced to smoke, get drunk, mm -hmm. and watches his best friend perish. It sounds like I would not want her to watch that. But again, I'm, I'm trying to guess that movie. Is it big? <laughs> no. It got to go way back. When it was originally released, it was much before our time. Yeah, the drinking and smoking isn't ringing a bell. What if I said puppet? What if I said puppet? Puppet? Mm -hmm. I mean, was that Pinocchio? Pinocchio. Really? Yep. I honestly don't remember much about Pinocchio other than the nose growing. It's completely frightening. She has not seen Pinocchio. I mean, it's funny. These days, I feel like you can be way less careful about what they watch because everything is very much sort of kid approved. 
when she goes to watch the old things, that's when I'm like, wait a minute, I really need to think about this because it's probably racist at times and it's probably sexist at times and there may be drinking and smoking, you know, you never know. Oh, absolutely. We were watching, you know, whatever's considered classic Sesame Street, basically the Sesame Street that we were raised on and uh-huh. even a little bit before and just things like no bike helmets. I know. It's really funny when you look back and we all turned out okay, though. Oh, we always turn around and go, look at us. We're fine. And I'm always yeah. like, are we fine? Right. Are we fine? Let's really <laughs> dissect that. Yeah. Ask my therapist. She says I'm great. <laughs> yeah. At times. I bought my third weighted blanket. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of weight. <laughs> Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Did you always want to be a father? Absolutely. And my daughter is adopted. So we kind of hit a crossroads where we were, you know, like I'm 51 right now and she's seven. So do the math. You know, we were Mm -hmm. getting a little bit older, tried the, you know, IVF and all that stuff, had some mishaps along the way. And then we were at that point literally where I was like, well, listen, we're not going to do this anymore because it's really rough on uh, my wife, obviously. And emotionally, it's rough on both of us. And let's just stop this treatment. And, you know, the plan B was sitting there 
which was adoption. And we went down that road and like, I can't think of any other way it should have, or would rather have worked out. I, I can't imagine any other kid being my kid. And, uh, it's just one of those things, you know, that life just sort of worked out the way that it should have for us. Now, was it the case? I, I have some friends who have told me about this magical moment, I would say, mm-hmm. where they receive the call. Yeah, like we were very slow to get all of our paperwork in order. Uh, it kind of took us a long time because it's a pretty daunting process. Uh, so we weren't like, ooh, we did that in three days and let's go, let's go. Right. So we really dragged our heels. When we finally submitted, we got a call like a week later oh, uh, wow. from, our, you know, this agency sort of acts as a go-between. And they said, we think we have a a birth mom that is a good fit and she really likes the look at you guys and Chuck, you remind her of her dad and um, I don't want to get too into it, but she just, she wanted us to have her. Are you in contact? Not really. It's called semi open adoption where mm-hmm. for like every six months you, there's a, a go between website where you upload pictures and write about what's going on in her life. And so you do that for every six months for the first few years. And then it goes to annual after that. But we don't know if she's reading it. We're not really sure. You can't tell if she's reading it. We have, you know, spied her a little bit on social media and found out that she did get married, which we're really happy about because we really connected with her. She was great and wonderful. And um, we're hoping to be in contact again one day. And you live in Atlanta, in yeah. the city, mm-hmm. in the city. Yes. But you grew up in a very rural setting, from what I understand. Yeah. I mean, it was a suburb, but I it wasn't like a neighborhood. It was all of my friends lived in these big, huge neighborhoods, like E.T. style. And okay. <laughs> um, I lived on a, on a street with like six houses in the woods, on a few acres with a creek. Looking back, I, I wouldn't have changed anything. It was great. So you were raising your daughter in a city. Yeah. Do you sometimes go like, oh, I want a more rural setting for her? Or you think like, oh, this is the best that we're in the city. I don't want to change a thing. I don't want to change a thing because we are very outdoor people and we're lucky enough to get some land in the mountains where I set up like a a camp. There's not like a cabin or anything, but we just call it the camp. It's the family camp, family and friends. We all go and camp out on weekends and kids run around and take off their shoes, run around on the river and (laughs) play in the woods. So she, she gets a lot of good outdoor nature time and, and, Loves that more than anything. Oh, awesome. You figured out the balance. Yeah, but I got to get good ramen delivered. You know, I can't live out of sticks. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the episodes as part of your podcast of Stuff You Should Know is about the much talked about in Brooklyn, as you can imagine, parenting style of free range parenting, which, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel it is much like conservative Judaism. It is a reaction. <laughs> Oh, that's good. It came after Uh um, what we consider helicopter parenting. I don't Mm -hmm. even know what my style is, but I idealize the idea of free-range parenting. But I live in a world that isn't very amenable to that. Uh Uh-huh. I I think I had aims when we were going through the end of the adoption process when, like, she was on the way, where I was like, all right, I need to get some books you know, and like read them. <laughs> yes. And oh, yeah. I got some books and I didn't open one of them. I never read any parenting books. Neither one of us did. We kind of go on instinct a lot. Um, and it's worked out. I mean, I, we're sort of free rangey and that we're a little lazy. <laughs> 
maybe that's, you know, something about being like a parent in your late forties and early fifties. I don't have the energy to be a helicopter parent. So <laughs> like we can tell when she's really hurt or when she's really needs us. Um, right. And the other thing is being older parents, like, again, it, I try not to do the math, but I'm going to be gone when she's younger. You know, I still have one of my parents and that's not going to be the case for her. So like, we need her to build up a little resolve and a little independence. It's kind of depressing to think about, but that's no, all part of it, you know? It's true. I had this whole thing with my son where he wanted to play the game Old Maid mm-hmm. because it came in this card pack. Yeah. And just talking about age and women. And, right. And I yeah. can tell that he's starting to think about it. He loves to tell people my age, which I'm like, Lucas, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, I I think um, my daughter the other day asked me how old I was and I told her and she seemed a little shocked for the first time (laughs) because she had known before. But it's honestly when they understand numbers. Now she knows like, wait a minute, counting to 51 takes a long time. And that's how old you are. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's the deal. And she said, you're old. I said, no, I'm not because we don't want her to feel that way. So we try not to say things in front of her like, oh, your old dad, you know. So I say, I don't know. I'm young, Ruby. It sounds like your kid is very communicative. So sometimes I'm wondering, do you find that it tricks you? And sometimes you think she's more mature? Yeah, I have to remind myself sometimes that she's seven. And my wife does all the time. (laughs) So little. Yeah, she's like, Chuck, she's seven. I'm like, right, yes. (laughs) She doesn't seem seven, but she is seven. It's that weird parent thing where you want them to grow up a little bit. But you also like want to freeze them in time. It's just I, I don't think I realize how much internal conflict emotionally there would be raising a kid constantly. Constantly, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's good to just question everything over and over again. Yeah, it's pretty fun. <laughs> it's pretty fun. So you were raised uh, very religious, and then you got out of it when you were in college. Is that right? Yeah, that was about when I started sort of, I don't even know what the word is, deprogramming. (laughs) Deprogramming, okay, yeah. Yeah. With a kid in the mix, how do you sort of approach, I don't know, just holidays? You know, we're into Christmas, uh, for sure. And um, We're Jewish and we're into Christmas. I would not let my son not have that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's difficult because I'm sort of the black sheep as far as that goes, that deprogrammed. So the rest of my family is still religious. And so uh, that's an interesting thing to have to deal with, you know, like they're all very respectful. And, uh, and my mom, you know, she knows the deal and she's respectful and doesn't try to like sneak her to church and things like that. But at some point that'll be a thing. It's not yet, uh, because she's seven, but I imagine at some point she might say like, Hey, what's this God thing all about? Some of my friends go to church and they have a great time at their youth group. Like, can I go with them? And, yeah. Uh, if she wants to, then we'll let her, you know, it's not like I'm going to say like, no, do not go into a church, but uh, hopefully we'll be able <laughs> to have a sure some... way she'll want to <laughs> No, exactly. So hopefully we'll be able to have some pretty frank discussions about stuff. Has she asked who God is yet or Jesus? Not yet. No. And we're kind of take it as it comes people. Yeah. Uh, Cause I don't like to do a lot of pre stressing. So I'm sure I'll be hit with a question one day in the car and just go, all Can right, here we go. Can you teach me how not to do pre-stressing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that's... I try. I'm not great at it. Yeah. Because Lucas came home from school. It was Easter. And he said to me, uh, so what is 
Jesus have to do with Easter? All these people in school are talking about Jesus and Easter. Right. And I was like, huh. Right. <laughs> what am I going to do here? Yeah. Well, and you're Jewish, so that's that's another layer to unpack. Yeah. And I just led with that. I was like, well, Jesus was a Jew. So yeah. we started there. <laughs> How'd that go, though? I mean, did you get into it or? Like, I really didn't want to describe, like, the horror of a crucifixion. And no. I was peddling around trying to find words. And I think sometimes your kid with their own innocence saves you a little bit. Yeah. Because he, I felt, was watching me struggle and finally said, well, what about the Easter bunny? And I was like, oh, I, I can get yeah, on yeah, this. Yeah, great. Pivot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can always count on a kid's attention span for a conversation like that to to dwindle pretty quickly, at least with my daughter. She's like, yeah, okay, well, this is pretty boring. Did you give any of your toys or things you love to your daughter to be yeah. like, this is now yours? Yeah, for sure. Um, I had, I don't know if you knew the Corduroy the Bear story, oh, kid's book. That one we could not get through without <laughs> crying. I feel like my our son was like, I hate this book because you guys yeah. just cry all the time. Yeah. So my mom, when I was little, um, I got a teddy bear and she was and is a, a great seamstress and would always make things sometimes made our clothes, which wasn't so great. But um, your mom did the same thing. My mom made all my clothes. Yeah. And they were from uh, the Borda, which is because she's Dutch, was the Dutch pattern magazine. Uh -huh. And she would always claim to me that the, the fashions were eight years ahead of Canada. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So, like, milkmaids are going to be in in eight years? <laughs> so I was like, this is what I'm wearing. Okay, so I I totally feel you on the yeah, what it's like um, to wear homemade clothes. It's great and wonderful. And also, as a kid, you're like, why can't I just wear whatever Nike or whatever? Right. But around Halloween and stuff, like, she could make really good costumes. Oh, like Me too. It was really cool. And we always had a big Halloween trunk full of great things. But um she mimicked the corduroy outfit, you know, green corduroy suspender, a uh, little jumpsuit thing that the bear wore in the book. So she made that, put it on my bear. And so Ruby has oh. that. Uh, she also has Ling Ling, which is uh, my wife Emily's little panda bear stuffy. She has her own bunny that she's had that somehow we have managed to never lose. Um, <laughs> like her main lovey uh, out of like the 50 that she has is bunny. Yep. Um, corduroy and Ling Ling are in there. Not a ton of stuff. I, I I don't like to keep a lot of things. That's the sort of family disease for both my wife's family and mine. So yes. I try to just pick and choose a few choice things. Yeah, I was at a, uh, I took my son to a party. There were no other kids. I mean, a, a just colossal, dumb move on my part. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, host who is not a parent, which no fault of hers was like, here's something to play with and gave my kid a, you know, pad of paper and a pen. And mm -hmm. I was like, that pen better start talking to him. Right. <laughs> because you have no idea what toys are like right now. Yeah. <laughs> if that pen farts, perfect. <laughs> it just writes? No. Yeah. Chuck, is your podcast every week? Can people listen to a new episode every week? Yeah, we release two full-length episodes a week on Tuesday and Thursday. And then on Wednesdays, we have what's called short stuff. Uh, we found ourselves a few years ago realizing there are lots of little short topics that would be fun that don't merit a full episode. So we have the shorties on Wednesday and then Stuff You Should Know Full Length for the past 15 years on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. 15 years. I know, Admirable. It's crazy. 
Thank you so much. I look forward to learning things from your podcast, which is helpful to me. <laughs> but we'll, we'll catch up in the future. Yeah, we should do this again in a few years and see if we're all still alive. <laughs> <laughs> see how it went. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks for having me. Check out more of Chuck Bryant by listening to his podcast, Stuff You Should Know and Movie Crush. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. And we want to hear from you. Holidays are coming up, so I want to know what you do, not what you celebrate. Like, what do you do that's unique and special? A tradition just for you and your family and friends, because we're just starting in this and I want to steal them. You can go to our website, parentingisajokepod.com, and find out how to leave us a voice memo. And while you're on your device, hey, if you could rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts, I would be very, very grateful. Thank you. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Parenting is a Joke, and on Twitter at Parenting Joke. Come see me live. You can check out all my dates at OphiraEisenberg.com or follow me on the socials. I'm at Ophira E. And if you want to just watch me on YouTube, it is possible. My comedy special, Plant-Based Jokes, streams for free. Our episode is produced by me and Julie Smith-Clem. Our editor is Nina Porzuki. Our sound designer is Tina Toby Mack. Our contributing writer is Lucy Huber. Our production assistant is Abigail Shepard. Our game writer is Emily Winter. Our theme song and music is by Adira Amram and The Experience. Special thanks to all of the engineers at CityVox. And we'll leave you with Chuck Bryant and his daughter, Ruby. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, singer, maybe a hairdoer, maybe a crossing guard, um, maybe even a shelf. A shelf? A chef. <laughs> oh, a chef. Of course. All right. Well, that's all the time we have. This is a pretty short thing. Do you want to... Do one. You want to like beatbox for everyone to take us out? Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.